the real times with kimberly marie and bianca rachel welcome back y'all welcome back y'all welcome back okay and just like that we could have done without it thank you Shut it up. she's uh, my biggest hater y'all um anyway biggest realist here Mm. anyway Mm. how bianca b rochelle b hater i'm gonna start calling you b hater this whole podcast you sound a little salty b hater how was your uh week weekend all of that was it this weekend that i saw you doing some brunch with the with the champagne and i was jealous no, I didn't brunch anywhere. Oh, I thought was it, it must have been like last week or something like that. Remember, I saw your brunch and I sent you like yeah, a. Yeah, it was last week. And I was yeah, like, I was, oh, I'm jealous. It's actually like two weeks ago. Oh, look. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, it was definitely like two weeks ago. That's so. how much I was missing those mimosas. Like, Obviously, you weren't missing them too much. You didn't even get the dates right. It's I'm never. Missing. Sometimes you miss out on the fun of things. I'm just saying, you know. So. But what did I do this weekend? You know, well, I'll wait for my rant. But but we got to have a well, real- Well, you can just basically go ahead and rant. So guys, oh, where do I start? We're going to make up names. And then I'm sure if anyone ever hears this- I'll Do the people the know that you- <laughs> are, Look, there, this- are there people close to you that you can't say names? Yes, they are. And this is always what happens, right? Because I come on here to give you all a show, Kim and I do, and then I give you guys real life scenarios and I alter the names. And then people who never listened all of a sudden hop on my IG and are like, I love you or your page. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to listen to all your podcasts. And then they get in their feelings. But my thing is this. What is life if I can't tell you the truth? And not like I'm mad at you or I'm upset or I'm being a hater. I'm just telling you how I feel. And you know, Kim, I'm telling you, I don't understand why people get so salty, (laughs) so salty. It it amazes me. So, okay, here here we are. We've got, um, let's see. For the sake of this story, we're gonna have characters Tony. No, my my nephew that? Okay, fine. <laughs> he better not be the bad guy. I don't even talk to Tony. Tony's a child. How the hell no, would he I be? Said he better not be the Tony better not be the bad guy in this situation. Okay. So the guy's name is Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got characters Jerome, Melissa. Beth and I don't know Karen. I know a Karen, but it's not that Karen. All these characters are black. Yeah, that's a, how many? Is, you how many characters you done named so far? I know I'm gonna fuck up all the names, but I, I, here's the over oversight of it. I had said that when I reach out to people, that you know I don't like to be ignored. Not that I'm important enough, but you know, like if someone's reaching out to you and they're like, "Hey, Kim, I apologize for your loss." You would at least think somewhere in between there, you would text them back and, um, you know, say like, thank you or whatever. So wait, hold I on, wait, wait. So wait, 
you're saying that if you reach out to somebody, the person should respond? Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. Especially if this is like a quote unquote family member. And I use air quotes and I use family member real loosely. Is the person a family member or not? We need to know the aspects of this before I give my opinion. They're not. Why does it matter? I'm telling you they're in my life. So this is how. But what I'm saying is it like a, a, oh, this person's an acquaintance or is it like, oh, this person we consider family. Like I'm close to this person. This person, my somebody in your do you consider this person to be family will they be invited to the barbecues no i wouldn't but someone else that i'm very close to would consider them to be family and would invite them after i have told them not to show up is this person invited to community family barbecues i just answered your question i said if it was up to me no there's another person who would that's I don't know. How else do you want me to answer you? You just can't say yes or no. This is so hard for you. If it was up to me, it's not up to you. It's a community. But <laughs> I mean, if I'm playing the community barbecue, do I not have say in who comes? Do I not? Yes or no, Kim? Yes or no? Not, not when it comes to family. Just, just sit there and let the family come. So the person is family, y'all. Bianca just being extra. Okay, so the person is family. But so what's... It's not family to you, but the everybody else considered the person family. So the person is family. The, okay, fine. So to make him happy, fine, fine, because that's that's not the truth. But fine, we're gonna go with Kim's scenario because she she's okay. Whatever. Well, I just want to know because it is different. It is different to how you do the story. That's why. Because if it's an acquaintance, then the story is different. Then the response could be. Just different. let me finish the story because all of it is the same. Whether you're a family member, whether you're a non-family member. Or not. Like, if you are, like, hanging out with a family for, let's say, like, five plus years, and really it's been longer than that, I guess you're considered family, so there's certain ways you should act. That's just like, if I came over to your house, I would never be disrespectful to your mom. Like, I shouldn't do that in general, but I wouldn't do it now because I consider your mother to be my, like, second mother. Like, I act, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. that's just the way we roll. So I would never purposely do something to be harmful or insulting to your mom. And mm-hmm. even though we're not family, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, this weekend, I had reached out to someone and was super offended that I did not get a response back. So someone else, I can't remember all the fake names I told y'all earlier. So <laughs> someone else had reached out to me and was like, hey, did you reach out to so-and-so? Um, wrong. Yes, there I go. Did you reach out to Jerome? I said, yeah. I said, actually, it's funny you had mentioned that. This is my second time reaching out to Jerome. And they have not bothered to respond to either one. So I was like, you know what that means. And so, oh, it means I'm completely done taking, I'm done. Like, I'm not about to sit here and do this. Like, Hmm. no, bro. No, you can only, you know, mm -mm. no, 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 no. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna actively let you be mean to me. Like, you know, like on purpose too. Like, I, I don't like it. So the person was like, oh, okay, well, don't worry about it. I'll have a talk with them, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, don't bother Jerome. It's not a big deal. I was like, I just won't, you know, I won't bother to continue to check up on them or anything like that. I'm just going to stop. Mm-hmm. And so they are like, oh, you're so overreactive. Overreactive? I was offended. So the basis of this rant is just, 
when you get to be an individual, you're allowed to say, and Kim and I have said this plenty of times, you're allowed to say who is or isn't in your life. Don't let people be mean to you just because they're family friends or family or, you know, that's just, it's not, it's not right. And then like, don't let them guilt you into something or give you a guilt trip for not wanting to actively continue this chain of abuse. I, I say it's a well, I, I, well, my question is first, when you reached out to this person, was it on a, um, um, somebody close to them had passed or maybe they got into it? So it's been on multiple things. So the first one was like a person who had, two people had passed, like obviously months apart, but I had reached out on both occasions. And then before then I had like reached out, you know, and was like, oh, you know, okay. Uh, blase, blase reached out, just checking on you, you know. Wait, wait, wait. So, so now you have kind of gave us a different aspect to this story. So now we hear that you've reached out to this person, not just on one occasion. It has been right. multiple occasions. Multiple occasions, yes. Because see, the story we probably was thinking, and probably people who was listening to the podcast probably thought like me, you reached out to them this weekend and you're a little mad because they didn't respond to you. But it seems like this is- No, your- that's what I'm saying. This is a, a like, because I told you the person who asked if I had checked on Jerome was like, you're being overreactive. I'll talk to them about it. And I was like, this has been going on for a long time. And I was like, I'm over it. <laughs> okay. I was like, so like, please understand, you know, like drone can't ask me for no favors. Not that he ever would. Cause you know, men and their pride, but you know, and because obviously I am less than, so he definitely won't um, be asking a peon for help. But anyway, um, yeah. So I was, I was in my feelings and I was driving today and I was like, you know what? For some reason I am still slightly bothered by Jerome's activity oh you were still pissed yeah you know i am it's really about accountability and then it got me to thinking and you can tell me if i'm wrong here and guys you can comment down uh on you know how to find us a shameless plug once you listen to the episode but i feel like black men Ooh, nah i'm I'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it nah i don't care i think black men not all of them but they got like a lot, they get a lot of, on some regards, they get a lot of slack that black women growing up don't get. Mm. So like, they don't have to clean the dishes. They don't have to know how to do laundry. They don't have to know how to vacuum. They don't know have to know how to like, you know, cook. They don't have to know how to, I don't know, maintain a house, you know? Cause like society has said that those are all women duties, right? But then like eventually a man lives by themselves, you know, or whatever the fuck a man does, you know? But then like, we also, let's broaden this thing. We also make it about men, you know, oh, he didn't really mean that when he said it, or um, you gotta go to school and get straight A's and do this, this, and this, cause you gotta know how to take care of yourself from a black woman perspective. But then we turn around and tell the black man, oh baby, don't worry, you know? do the best you can. Someone's going to come along and take care. You know what I mean? Like it's obnoxious because now you've got these grown ass black men who are ultimately babies and you're like, your wife's got to take care of them. Or, I mean, I don't really know how new age black men are really getting anywhere because I know a lot of my friends are like, I'm not taking care of a grown ass man child. Like I'm not doing it. And I just think it's crazy and I am annoyed by it. 
I think it's to how you raise your child. I don't, I'm not going to say that it's all black. Uh, I didn't say all. I said a good percentage. I think it's the, but I, I think it's the way you raise your child. And I think it's the generation you raise your child in because I feel like, like my sister, the way she's raising her son, he's definitely going to know how to wash dishes. Do he do it? He, he uh, will do his clothes. He actually does his clothes now. He irons and he washes all his clothes. My sister does not wash no 12 year old clothes. She's like, uh, uh-uh. uh. No, no, no. He washes his own clothes. He puts it in a dryer. Uh, my niece does the same. Um, and then, you know, she's like, I'm slowly going to move them into cooking. But of course, I don't want an 11 year old in my, and a 12 year old in my right. face right but now. But that's different. I'm not saying I want like yeah. a 12 year old to be a gourmet no, chef. No, but what right? I'm saying is, I like with me, I'm going to have, I'm going to raise my son to be very, you know, it's not a, it's not gender roles. Like, no, no man oh a woman cooks a man cooks you know if that's what you want to do in your household then yes but you will know how to cook you will know how to clean you know how to do all this stuff my niece niece and nephew both vacuum both clean you know what i'm saying i just think it's just the way because like my mom taught all of us how to um you know wash dishes how all of us how to wash clothes but my brother does not know how to cook it's not like I'm I'm lying, you know, it's like, it's like, right. and I feel like he should have learned. And I feel like there's some aspects that I'm like, okay, you know, he should have learned how to do this basic stuff. And I also think it depends on the situation. I do think like, if you are a single mother and you have a son, I feel like you at some points might baby them a bit more just because, you know, that's your son and I'm not saying it's right at all because I've seen how my mom like the way she kind of raised me and my sister and me and my brother you get what I'm saying I felt like maybe she and it is true she didn't fully know you can't fully know how to you know raise a a, turn a boy into a man you know at some point right because I mean you're not a man so you don't know and I'm not like punching jabs like single parents I'm just saying like I'm very annoyed with the differences that I constantly yeah, see. Yeah, did you see? Like, and, constantly. Yeah, and I do feel like, and I feel like I said, I feel with our generation, we're, we're in it, and I just feel like it's going to get more and more uh, open-mindedness. We're raising our sons, and I'm not going to say all of us, we're raising our sons to be more, like, it's not, you know, a gender role. Oh, you don't need to know how to cook. You don't need to know how to clean. You don't need to know how to do this. As if, it, and like I said, go back to our grandparents' generation. A man didn't, uh, you know, they didn't teach the boy how to how to clean and all that stuff. But you know what I say? Those men back in the day did learn how to cook, at least for my family, because my great-grandpa knew how to cook. My yep. grandpa knew how to cook. My dad knows how to cook. It's like... I don't actually know why my brother doesn't know how to cook because I look at my, honestly, I look at my grandpa. I look, you know, my great, you know, he, I didn't see may he recipe. I never saw my great grandpa while he was living, but they say he cook, you know, uh, my dad, it's like, it, it's like, I don't understand why my mom actually did not teach him how to cook because I look at my uncle. I have like one uncle who doesn't know how to cook, but my other uncle knew how to cook. They knew how to do like, you know, stuff like that. Right. So it's like, I mean, like, I'm not a big fan of cooking though. Like, and you know, my mother, my grandmother, both my grand, like one grandmother was a short, uh, a short order cook. Um, my mom's mom was like, just, they, she liked to cook. My aunt loved to cook. My uncle loved both. Well, to my knowledge, all my uncles, except I think one, like to cook. Like, but cooking isn't for everyone. But I'm just saying, like, I was using like basic roles, you know, that people have. But I mean, like, 
I just feel like it's more put on a woman to know how to do these things. And that's not saying men can't do it. Cause I mean, like, like you said, and my dad knows how to cook, but I mean, I just feel like somewhere along the line, black men get very much babied to an extent by their mothers where black females do not. Yeah. I definitely understand what you're saying. I definitely understand what you're saying. And I definitely get it to an, uh, an extent of what you're saying. I really do. Um, and like I said, I feel like it's getting better as the generations go. Because I definitely don't see this, especially this new, new generation. That's what I'm saying. I don't see these new chicks being like, <laughs> oh, cool. It's okay. No, nigga, what the fuck? Like, no, it's not yeah. okay. Because the way, <laughs> even, the way my sister is even raising my niece and the way stuff she be saying to me, because you know how I am. I'm like... I'm not going to be with a man who don't know how to cook, don't want to clean, don't want to do all right. that stuff because, babes, we both going to be looking like some fools because I promise you, I will not be cooking you a hot meal uh, a 360 days out of the 365. Like, yeah. yeah, there's some people that I know that I'm just like, I couldn't do it. Like, I couldn't do it. I mean, I don't want to do it. I'm sure I could. I just don't want to. That's the bottom line. Like, I don't want to do it. Like, and I, I just feel like the more I sit back... And obviously every family's different. So that goes without saying. So I don't want to hear anybody's bullshit about Bianca's going crazy. She's bashing black men. That's not what this is. That's just me saying from the black, young black men, I guess the youth that I see, they just get favoritism on ways that like growing up, we never, I as an, I and me and like my other friends who all grew up basically like sisters never received. Yep. And it's obnoxious. And I hate when people are like, oh, they'll come around. You remember when you were, I don't know, let's just throw out a number. Remember when you were 25 and you were so young? And I was like, yeah, but at that age where they're not doing anything, I had, what did I have? I had two jobs, was contemplating a third. I was paying, you know, like I was doing all these bills. And if I asked you for help, you'd be like, well, I don't understand why you can't do it. You know, but now turn around and here they're asking for help. Oh, they just need some help. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> it's just annoying. I'm just yeah. annoyed. I, I'm thoroughly annoyed. That's my rant. I'm thoroughly annoyed with the situation, though. Well, just, some of y'all need to get off your mama's tit tit and uh, you know, be do better. Learn how to cook. Take a cooking class. Go look on YouTube. The University of YouTube. YouTube University. But before we get into our topics of discussion and all this stuff of what's been going on, because I do have something. I have a. I'm. I'm going to say this before I go into my first discussion that I that I want to talk about. R.I.P. or R.I.H. Rest in heaven to. Snoop Dogg's mom. She, yeah. I know she had been battling. She had been in the hospital oh. for a while, and he was battling, um, you know, with uh, all that. And she, she passed away. So, you know, I do like me some Snoop. So I do. I want to. That was sad. When I, I, I gasped when I heard. I was like, oh, yeah. And like, I knew this. You, you know, that's somebody you know is a mama's boy. So. Yeah. That was hurtful to hear. Yeah. So that family. Yeah. Prayers and everything go out to Snoop and his family. And that is it. Also, um, what I want to talk about right now is this whole Alec Baldwin situation um, with the 
okay, so if you don't know, Alec Baldwin was filming a movie. Mm-hmm. And on the set of the movie, he is, it's like a Western. It's a Western movie. Yeah, it's based, a Western movie. Western based movie. movie that yeah. he is a producer of. And he was filming up, he was, you know, getting ready to film a particular scene, a shootout scene. And he was given a gun by one of the directors. Um, I want to say the assistant director gave him the gun. Um, I don't know who exactly gave him the gun. But um, I guess we'll get every bit of information. We're, we're like It's like daily we're getting more information about what is happening. But what I'm learning is just absolutely ridiculous to me. Um, so he was giving the gun, fired the gun, and it had a live round in this prop gun. Now, I know people are like, well, it's they, they were having a shootout scene. Just so you all know, when you are, I have been on several movie sets now. I'm not saying, you know, blockbuster movie sets, but I've been on several movie sets, cinematography, all of that, filmed it and everything. You don't have live rounds at all in a gun that is used for a movie. <laughs> it is blanks, basically. You have you have movie blanks. You have blank bullets in there. You don't have anything in there. It doesn't, I mean, you shoot the gun. It's literally just making a sound. Like nothing comes out and it's just making a sound, maybe some smoke, but it's it, it cannot hit anything, nothing. Like it's literally, if it hits you, it might feel like you actually got hit mm-hmm. with a as a real bullet, but literally you will have no, you know, you won't be bleeding. Um, so this is where the issue is what everybody was like, how did this, and let's just say, um, I want to say, make sure I'm pronouncing her name, right? Helen, Helena, I don't know. I'm sorry. Hutchison's, Hutchison's, huh? Helena Hutchison's. Yeah. Helena Hutchison's. Sorry. Um, this is the lady who passed away. Um, this is the lady who is no longer here and she was the cinematographer who was filming it, shot it kind of, he did shoot it in her direction and it hit and she, and she died. Yeah. But this is the thing that we are now learning that I've got about this. First of all, it has been multiple misfires with this particular gun on the set that actually uh, people said they were shooting a gun and they was just going off and, and the gun was feeling unsafe. And it got to the point where they said uh, it was three accidental discharges before the even gun got to, you know, this scene. It was three accidental discharges with this particular gun. Uh, people actually have left the uh, set because they felt unsafe with this because this gun is, you know, accidental discharge, three accidental discharges. Um, I don't feel like it's being handled properly. So people have left the set. And what we also have learned is that you're filming this movie and you're dealing with a gun and you're dealing, you usually have fire safety experts, people who know how to handle prop guns, people who know how to handle this. Apparently they didn't want to pay to have the fire ex, uh, safety experts. So they're getting people who are kind of new to this. You know, they're they're paying a lower rate to them because, you know, they don't want to, 
uh, pay these people their worth, basically. They don't want to, you know, and this is the problem with Hollywood that they're having right now where people are trying to boycott because they feel like they're not getting paid. Aren't they talking about boycotting? Like people, yeah, they're overworked. Overworked and underpaid. And this is a clear example of overworked and underpaid. You're not trying to pay the fire safety experts. Um, And people left, again, people left because of the safety. Another thing that I saw on the news when I was watching Dun Lemon. People, I guess, when the set was boring, you know, nothing to do on set, they were firing, they would go and fire live rounds. Of yes, I, how crazy is that? With the prop gun. I saw they would just take, and I was like, why is that, like, why are you even doing that? At, like, what? Why, first of all, is live ammunition? Yeah, anywhere on the set. On That's the set. Dangerous. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Live ammunition shouldn't have been on the set, period. At no point did it make sense to have live live rounds on the set. And at no point would it have ever made sense for you to be that bored that you need to go fire some live rounds. I'm trying to figure out why are you firing any rounds when you're bored? Go play tic-tac-toe on your phone. Go download a game on your phone. Go eat some chips. It's a thousand things you could be doing. But instead you're loading a gun with real bullets. And then then you're not even careful enough to make sure all of them are unloaded. Because I'm trying to figure out who because because we we heard that the assistant director handed Alec Baldwin the gun and he and he fired it off but my thing is who handed him the gun you know what is this chain who did it because it, did the did the assistant director maybe hurry up and he, did he do the gun did he fix the gun and say here you go and should he be the one because somebody needs to be charged to me but my somebody, thing is why why would you even take why did I mean, I guess all these whys, but I mean, like, why was that gun even taken to shoot? You know what I mean? Like, use a, you don't have a personal gun. You don't have a different gun. Well, it I should mean, have never been you used. Be doing, right. No, you shouldn't have been doing on set at all. But to take a, what's going to be used as a prop and then put live ammo in it and then not even be responsible enough to, like, empty the magazine or, it was, or I don't know if it was a revolver, but I mean, to empty the gun. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but my whole thing is, how do you not know that you have a, you should have, you know, been shaking the gun. You should have been doing everything. But you shouldn't have, but that shouldn't have never been an issue if the gun had never been used for you to fire off rounds. And then we have three accidental discharges with this gun. You don't want to pay for gun safety, maybe because it doesn't fit your budget. Then you don't need to be uh, like, um. You shouldn't have guns on the movie then, period. Maybe don't shoot a restaurant. If, if you can't have... You know, like Trevor Noah said, you if you want to have a gun movie and you don't want to pay for the gun safety, then don't have a gun movie. It's just it's really that's that simple. It if is you, that simple. It, it, you know, it, it's like who somebody got to be charged, or either multiple people need to be charged. And and this just lets needs to let us know there has got to be better laws put in place. For Hollywood movies and these gun things. If you do not have this, if you do not have this, you do not have this, you cannot have your movie be made. Because you're how many more innocent lives will be lost 
because of incidents like this. And it should be totally illegal to have live rounds on yeah. set. Because we can, because when you go to a job, can you bring a gun, Bianca, to your workplace? No, sure can. Hell, I can't even bring some damn mace. <laughs> yeah, so you can't, we, we can't bring guns to our job. Every sign, they usually have that big sign or somewhere they have a yeah. sign saying like, you know, firearm uh, prohibited. Okay, so live rounds should be prohibited for movie sets because I'm trying to figure out in what scene do you ever need a live round? And I know for me, I'm even scared of going now if I'm watching a um a play and they have a shootout scene. Oh, yeah. I'm now like... That's a good point. That is a very good point. You know, it, you know what's going... You know what I'm saying? No, that's a very, 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 very good point. Because you have, we have seen plays where they bring the guns out and, you know, they may be shooting on stage. Now I'm like, oh. Right. And to yeah. me, it they talking about some, they're putting a halt on production. To me, the movie should be canceled. Well, that's what I was wondering if they were really going to cancel the movie or not. Because I know, like, obviously, Alec Baldwin is, which rightfully so, is like, you know, super upset along with everyone else on this cast. Um I feel like it probably shouldn't be made, but the fact that they're thinking about if it should be made or not lets me know that they're going to go ahead and make it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like to me, I, I can feel watch like it. they're going to be like, mm, let's just go ahead and finish it. We've already spent like a couple million. Yeah. Like to me, I don't think it should be made because my, my thing is like, when that shootout scene happens, I just, I, I, I wouldn't be able to, to look at anything except for this, this scene right here killed somebody. And usually movies like that suck. I'm not even trying to be funny, but usually movies like that are not even great. And then it's like, this person died, you know? And then you had, you get what I'm saying? It's like, clearly the movie could, like, I'm just trying to figure out Alec Baldwin. I just feel like you have enough money if you're a producer of a movie to pay for adequate gun safety measures. Like, I, I just, I'm trying to figure out why you couldn't pay the proper people Right, because I know you have money. Yeah, (laughs) multiple misfires, three accidental discharges, people leaving because they felt it uh, it wasn't safe uh, safe enough. Uh, I mean, you you know, it's like it's just too much going on. And then you know, one thing I hate about this whole situation about this um, person who life who lost their life is when people try to politicize this uh, issue. It's like somebody actually lost their life. You know, this lady was a mother. She was a sister. She was, you know, a daughter. You know, she was actually a human being. And we need to make sure she is, you know, respected in her death. And so when you have people like Donald Trump Jr., this clown, this, this, and I, and I really hope her family sues you because you, you already have so many lawsuits coming your way and you, you know, and you're going to, you're, 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 you're what they say your dad how much billion they say he owes like billions of dollars to people because he took out so many loans Tell, you know you you about to be needing to owe people too because he made shirts on his website and has been selling them and it says guns don't kill people alec baldwin killed uh, kills people what instead of writing a nice compassionate letter to Hutchison's saying 
sorry to your family for this loss. This is terrible. You go and try to make money off of this situation. How low can somebody be? Well, we already know this family has no shame. And honestly, and being disgusting. Um, like we've seen, you know, what the dad does. We see how he responded to Colin Powell. You know, we saw we saw how he felt about John McCain. Um, we've seen a lot of, you know, we see how he treated, you know, servicemen. Granted, that's the dad and not Junior. We we see how Junior piggybacks and, you know, takes pointers from his dad, even though his dad said that he thought his son was stupid. That's neither here nor there. Um it's disgusting, though. Like, Alec Baldwin didn't kill anyone. The You know, now, do I think, gr- like, great things went wrong on this set? Absolutely. But it, to, to be like, oh, Alec Baldwin's a killer? No. Now, if it comes out later and it was, like, a conspiracy plot and he, you know, was trying to set the girl up, then you can say that. But none of that has been proven yet. So, to be selling T-shirts is real tacky. It's just tacky. Yeah. And you definitely should be sued. Yeah, I'd be okay if, if he was sued. Because what does it say? You have no... That, it's like that family literally has no moral compass. No, I feel like anything to keep them relevant. And Which me, is crazy because the Trump family should not want to be any more relevant than what they are now. Like, yeah. their dad is still facing charges. People in his inner circle are still facing charges. Like, the New York district was is coming after them, you know, for things that may or may not have happened for the January incident. There's a lot of things going on right now. You would think this family of all families would like to lay low, shut the fuck up and mind their business just, just for a little bit until some of the heat is off. But apparently that's not what they desire to do. Well, my thing is I'm trying to figure out why is done. Why is anybody from the Trump family still on Twitter? Maybe Ivanka, because she, I don't even think she does anything. But Donald Trump Jr. and also that little psycho killer one. I don't know his name. Um, the one who looks, the one with the blonde hair who looks like he's an axe murderer. I don't know all these kids' names. Um, literally, you're, the one, not, you're not talking about the baby. He has like, no, but he do look a little creepy too. But um, no, the one who's always with him. It's like his two sons that always stay right there with them donald trump Jr. oh and trump, yeah i okay i don't know the other one name uh but he just looks like he could he looks like a little ass murderer i mean they all look creepy but he really do look creepy with that blonde head <laughs> of his they all look creepy every single one of the children yes i say every single one all of them look off like they <laughs> will and even jared is included in that too well we know jared oh he ain't got no moral compass I'm about to say we are yeah. His we daddy are. and him ain't got no more compass. But um, yes, so like I said, they all weird, they all uh uh crazy, and I hope she sues you for I hope they family I hope her family sues you for everything. And also I wouldn't mind Ollie Baldwin suing you too for defamation of character. Right. And yeah, yeah. I feel like once all this is said and done, that'll probably I mean, because at the end of the day, somebody handed Alec Baldwin that gun. And you know what? This is what I want to say about that. About uh, it, it's, it's so funny to me that I'm hearing so many conservatives, you know, um, there's, they, they just want to, you know, throw 
Alec Baldwin to the wolves and say, he needs to be held accountable. He needs to be charged. He needs to be done all of this and everything like that. But when it comes to Kyle Rittenhouse, who actually shot people, he went there with his gun loaded. Alec Baldwin didn't know that gun was loaded. Mm-hmm. Kyle Rittenhouse knew that gun was loaded. Took Went to another state. Crossed state lines. Yep, I don't care if people say, well, it was only 45 minutes away. He still crossed state lines. I don't care if it was five minutes away. You went into another state. Yeah, you, yeah, crossed you, state you crossed state lines. You went into another state. And you went looking for trouble. And he found the trouble. And yep. now wants to act out innocent. But you know what, I'm, what I want to say? Is that the judge in this Cal Rittenhouse case absolutely needs to be removed from the case. Because now he is saying that he that they cannot use the word victim to describe these two innocent lives that he shot that he killed. How was it to describe them? He wants to. He said you can use words like rioters and looters, but they weren't looters and they weren't rioters. They was not. Uh, they were pre- they were peacefully protesting. They were peacefully Nobody protesting. had a gun. If they if they were rioters and looters. Where was, you know, uh, where were they looting? Because there was a street that was nothing on. Like, they were just walking down the street. So what exactly were they looting? Were they looting the concrete? I mean... Maybe, maybe the public not. trash can? Were they going to take that home? The public trash can? During COVID, they were going to take the public trash can home? <laughs> During COVID, maybe they were looting that? Maybe they were looting the, the, the community tree? Like, they were going to take the tree from the ground? And, you know, uh, but yes, he said, do, you cannot call them victims, but you can call them rioters and you can call them looters. Now, um, clearly, this just sounds like the judge. It sounds like favoritism already. Yeah, it sounds like the judge already is just, you know, doing too much. And it seems to me this judge has to be removed. It, it, you just need to do the right thing and recuse yourself before we start going into your past. I'm going to say, but you know, that's not happening. Because if you they go into know. your past, I'm very sure they might see. I'm I'm, I'm like, I'm about, I'm about 80% confident they might see that you used to burn crosses. Uh, because well, are you, or how did you really feel? Where were you at January 6th? Well, it seems like people are not really concerned about this January 6th thing because for as many people who are concerned about it, there's a that amount of people that are over it and then i feel like there's another amount of people that are just like look it happened let's get past it let's move forward but the craziest thing is like these people need to be held accountable for the january and if the judge is really acting that fool in that case he needs to recuse himself this no is this not january 6th this was this no, no, no. i know that you're yeah. talking i'm just saying but like on all of those instances people need to be held accountable for their actions like those people who were killed were victims. Yeah. There were, you know, th- that's that's the only way to explain it. Like we've seen we well, I don't know if people remember. I remember the protests going on because I remember like the watching the news that day for the shooting. They, they were peaceful protesters. Yeah. I don't understand why people got so angry. I don't even know why Kyle Rittenhouse even crossed state borders because why would it hurt you at that age? You're like 17. Why would it even hurt you that people were protesting that Black Lives Matter? What is, why are you so angry at 17 that people are saying Black Lives Matter? See, that's what I'm talking about, teaching your children hate. So your parents clearly was teaching teaching him hate. His parents clearly was teaching him hate. And 
it got to the point that he went and got the gun. And first of all, how do you not know that your child is taking the gun? This is what I have a problem with school shootings. This is why I have a problem with all this stuff. Why does your kid even have access to the key to go get the guns? How do they know where the keys is? How do they know? You get what I'm saying? It's so many aspects I have for all of this. Um, well, okay, now, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. Him, because... He should not have had access to that gun. Clearly, he was not responsible. He wasn't. But and I guess this is a different a difference on obviously one how you're raised and two like what you know what you're taught and then how your family is structured because I grew up around guns and I knew none of them were ever locked like there was never a lockbox for any of them like they had like hiding spots and stuff they were like blatantly on the table you know but but they but we knew if we came across them they were not toys they were not to be touched you were never to play with them like. But you know what? You know what? I grew up like that too. And I'm going to be honest with you. That is not right. I'm going to be honest with you. Guns should be locked up and should be safe. My aunt and I will say she might be a lot of things, but she was a, she's a very responsible gun owner. She had her stuff on in her. She has all her guns in her room and they are locked up. Cause she's not playing that. She's too paranoid. First of all, to be playing all that stuff. Like nobody going to shoot me. You get what I'm saying? I mean, I get that aspect, but I'm saying, like, I don't think... But guns, yes, 100%. Guns should be locked up. Guns should be in safe places. I 100% believe that. Because guess what? I'm not going to have any of my guns out. Absolutely not. I'm not saying out, like, on the table. I'm saying, like, a gun being in a, let's say, a nightstand or, like, at the top of a cupboard or something. Everything should be locked. Because to me, we now know that kids rumble and these kids are just getting uh bolder and bolder and some of these kids I mean, I, get, I mean that's what i'm saying i don't know if it's like a generational thing or not but we knew yeah we knew and we but we never had these mass shootings like name the only mass shooting i remember as a kid was columbine yeah and then but i said like now Columbine happened but you know as you know yeah. better as you know better you do better because doing our uh what uh doing at least my uh when the 80s parents were putting their car seats in the front seat they said that was fine to put the uh, car seat you know when you have your baby it's okay to put in the front seat but as they learned kids you know got in accidents that's actually not safe so what do parents do they moved it to the back because you you know better once they got once they got told it and got learned they did better right so what I say, once you know better, you do better. Now that we know, for me, I'm not comfortable it, 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 uh, uh, leaving guns unlocked. For me, lock boxes. I'm very comfortable with the lock box. Lock boxes. And they have so many lock boxes. I'm not talking, you could get a little cold one. You can hurry up and get it out real quick. Because trust me, several guns. But she, his mom, even, oh, well, yeah, we just have our gun out. And look what happened. Because my whole thing is, again, if you want to teach your kid hate, if you want to teach your kid racism, if you want to be that type of person, you need to lock your guns up. Because you're going to get people killed. Because clearly, because he, again, crossed state lines. He crossed state lines to go look for trouble. Right. But and a lot of times we've seen that they show evidence of being violent before they ever shoot. You know what I mean? So like that falls on the parent for parenting. I mean, like now sometimes, okay, you genuinely don't notice, but I find it hard to believe that 
you're in a house with your child and there's certain things that you don't notice and there's a difference between like you not wanting to acknowledge that there's something wrong and then you genuinely not just knowing something is wrong you know mm-hmm. so i think there's that difference that needs to be you know spoken on too because my mom and dad and i my parents were divorced they live obviously in two separate houses my dad if i was acting weird he'd be like Mm-mm, what's wrong with you you acting real weird you know what i'm saying and i didn't even live in a house with him and he you know he knew his kid he goes what, what's wrong with you? you acting real weird but he wasn't acting weird because that's how his parents act. You get what I'm saying? Because if you, like, again, I say, if you that angry, I, I don't know no kid. that I be seeing these little kids talking stuff like that. The kids that I be seeing talk, I'm just talking about the kids I see talk. I don't hear no kids saying, well, why do black lives matter? But not blah, blah, blah matter. You get what I'm saying? You have to literally be all teaching right. your kids all that foolishness. Well, you hate is taught. We yeah, know that. We that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, moving on, because again, I'm going to say is again, I say the judge, y'all need to go ahead and get him on out of there because we can already see where this is going because what we don't want is who is that? Um, Oh my God. You're reading my mind. What were what you going to say? You're about to say who's the judge with the white girl who made that killing or uh, who did that murder. Bought her a Bible, hugged her and bought her a Bible. First of all, what type of Baby. judge is that? You have gone, you, you that judge should honestly, Baby. that, 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 to be honest with you, that was a, uh, that was so tacky. That judge it should was honestly. was tacky on so many different levels. It was, t- it was tacky because one, here we have a white woman, once again, with these crocodile tears, mm-hmm. who has taken a black life, a black male's life. Yes, I did talk about black men earlier in a segment, but we however, let's be real. Yeah, yeah I'm going to say, let's be real. She took a black man's life, and then once again, she's being coddled for it. You know, like, there were... I've never seen it. Like, I feel like if it had been a male in her her chambers, you know, the judge wouldn't have been like, let me brush your hair. Let me pray with you. Let me give you a hug. You know? But what my thing is, if, if, she got, if, if, if the world roles would have been reversed and she, that white lady, had got killed by that black man. Right. She had stepped off her bench right. and gave that black man a bite. You get what I'm saying? Would she have stepped off her bench? Because that to me, talking about somebody gave you a Bible. What? what I, and then I, I, it's no way in my heart of hearts, it's no way I believe that Jesus told you to get her that Bible. It's, that's no way I believe that. Because God, why would Jesus tell you to get her that Bible? That's no way that you that you said, well, God laid it on my heart. No, you laid it on your heart. And you, <laughs> I know God is telling y'all, Jesus, Jesus has sent me a personal message and he told y'all to rest. <laughs> Jesus and God sent me a personal message and they said rest because they tired of y'all with they named in y'all mouths. Jesus told me to stay. God told me to do it. You know, it is crazy. I will say, because that'd be the first thing people want to hit. God told me to do it. Yeah, but to me, she should be, she should honestly be, to me, it was, the whole thing was, it was disrespectful to the family. It was disrespectful to the court of law. I mean, that is not, every and that's what a lot of reporters were saying this is not everyday behavior <laughs> this is not something that is normal this is inappropriate i mean and then she had like a full conversation a she literally gave the lady a bible and was like yes and i'm thinking if i was if that was me in the in the courtroom 
and I'm the victim's family. I am feeling so disrespected. I am feeling so disrespected. So, I am feeling now a rage of anger with the judge. Like no other. Like, like not no only other. do I do I have a problem with her and want her to die, I now have an issue with you. Because why would you do this? This is absolutely out of control. In my it's eyes, that's how I was. So feel. funny that we were thinking the same thing. That's exactly, <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. Like I was like, oh my God, come through. It's crazy. Yeah. It, well, it just goes back to it's so you got everybody's entitled to their opinions. We don't always have to agree. But you would think at this day and age, no matter if it's like, you know, okay, if you believe Alec Baldwin is a murderer, that's totally fine and cool and dandy. It really is. But you got to have a sense of empathy, sympathy, you know, where is your moral compass like that points to just like, you know, let let let's hear all the facts. Like I, I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes enough is enough and like I think as human beings, we just take it too far. Honestly, we just take it too far sometimes. With everything, you know, Alec Baldwin was just an example. But with all the stuff we talked about on this episode, I think sometimes we take it too far. I I think not acknowledging victims when you see them is an issue. You know, these aren't like, oh, you thought she was walking across the street and got hit. She was mowed down. The boy was looking for trouble and he, he openly fired. You know, I mean, we see all the time these mass shootings happen. If they're a white victim, they get, you know, if they're taken alive. They're handcuffed. And, you know, that one they stopped at McDonald's and, you know, helped him out. He was hungry. You know, all this foolishness. It's a lot. It's a lot. Accountability is a real thing. Mm -hmm. This generation and maybe from our parents to us to our kids. Accountability. That's the word of the day. Fucking accountability. And it's real. And it needs to happen for people. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Well, before we leave out, let's finish our last little topic. Uh oh before we leave I do want to say this before I go into our last little topic. Uh you can't run too long. They done caught up with you, boo-boo. Uh the 96-year-old uh lady who escaped, she, you know, went out that Nazi Germany, all all that uh who went on a run ahead of the Germany uh German Nazi war crimes hearing, goes on trial. Uh, she's going on trial soon. She is accused of contributing to the murder of over 11,000 people. Um, she was a typist in the concentration camp. So I know people say, well, she was just a typist. Uh, I, I, he was just the master's son. Y'all had issues. Y'all had, you know, stuff to do with it. If you saw innocent people get killed, if you were eating shrimps and steaks, while they were eating shit, literally, like eating their shit, you go, you're going to die. Okay? You're going to die. And to me personally, I feel like they should have just gathered them all up and just put them in a uh, gas chamber. But that's just me. Okay. No, okay. I do. No. The way they died, you should die. Okay. And burn, And then burn their bodies with the ashes and have the ashes because remember they said they thought they were uh thinking that it was you know snow people came, no, came up there yeah. and remember the, when the americans came there the other countries came to uh 
invade and they said well it was just ashes and, and they thought that it was a uh, uh snow and then they realized it was actually burning flesh so my whole thing is they did better than me to me they all should have just been put in the gas chambers and burnt and burnt alive and you know what and i want to oh one thing ahead. i want to talk about too i want to talk about this is just a side note i don't like it when I watch some movies and they try to make like a, like a, um, a Nazi into like a good guy. And cause it's like, it may have been like, Oh, he just killed. He, he may have killed, you know, 800 people, but he, he helped 300, you know, he helped, uh, he helped 200 people. It's like, right. To make that, to make it seem like the bad out. Yeah. Like to me, like it, it's just bad. like somebody like, Oh, he helped runaway slaves, but then he bought them there and 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 bought them and, and enslaved them. Right. It's but he like did a favor because he didn't, you know. Yeah. Like I, actual, I wanna I stop watching movies. Huh? I heard a story about that not too long ago. Um a black man, which I'm sure you I think you heard the story too. A black man was freed, became a slave owner. Oh, and yeah. he was one of the most ruthless mm-hmm. slave owners that they had ever seen. Like even, you know, all the other slave owners were taking note for him. And it was crazy, you know, because they were like, it's not it's not a color thing. It's a it's a work efficiency thing. You know, it's a break the, the spirit, but not the body type of thing. And I was just like, this is absolutely, I struggle to this day. I honestly struggle with obviously anything that has to do like animal abuse, slaves. But that's, that's what you know, I want to say before you finish. I just want to say that's the first, probably that was the coon. He probably started the coon method. He probably did. He probably did. But because only a coon can, can literally even think about owning slaves. Cause I just, I personally would like to say I wouldn't, but I, I don't, you know, I, I, yeah. oh, I know your family. They definitely didn't own no slaves. They just, you know, they wasn't with it. You know? not, at least not your mama family that I done met. <laughs> they were not owning the slaves. They was probably doing the running, okay? They were very, very, uh, how do you say it in a political way? Hmm. But I'll say it like. Yeah, they were with You me. know how you know something when you, when you meet uh, old school niggas and you like, oh, <laughs> Y'all was really about that life. Like y'all had may have had a gun in the y'all may have had a little switchblade in the uh in the afro back in the day. You know, you know, <laughs> daring somebody to try you. you yeah, know? I mean they were that's one thing I do like. And even though like I hate, like I said, I hate reading books about like the Holocaust or like slavery or especially like, you know, animal abuse and stuff. My grandmother always made sure I read something. But those books they kept me up at night. Like, mm. Mm. honestly, like she has a book and I've said this before on the podcast. Um, she has a book that's like all of these slave women wrote their stories. And some of those stories, Kim, I can't like, they're only like six, they're short stories. They're on like five or six pages. I can't even get through the first page. Like some of the stuff that they went through, well, not some of it being, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, like, yeah. It's just too much. Like, mm. I could eat. Um, I had to read night for uh high school. I read one chapter, and I had nightmares for a week. Mm. Like, 
just the visualization of them being on that train to Auschwitz. They didn't even, he didn't even know where he was going. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He was like, we were on a train. People were constantly dying because we were cold. We didn't have any food. Then the train stops. And he's like, they kick us all off the train. We got mm-hmm. off the train. He's like, now we're walking, you know? And now people are saying bye to their loved ones because if they can't carry them or they don't have the strength to carry them and they're too weak to walk on their own, they're just leaving them there to die. Mm-hmm. Like, or they're tired and they're trying to sleep because they're sleep deprived. And, you know, here the guards come and they're like poking them and they're trying, you know, like, we don't care that you're tired type of thing. I'm beating them. Like the shit fucked with my mind for, for honestly, for months. Like, I don't even want, like, it just between the Holocaust and slavery, yeah. the stories that you hear and things that you like, even modern day find out are so, it's just ridiculous. Like, yeah. and to, say like you were a part of it even if you were just like air quotes here like a secretary that i have a problem with that i i, I have a serious problem with it mm-hmm. like i don't care if you're 94 i don't care if you're 102 if they find you and you're still taking breath you need whatever punishment that the, the rest of your life can handle yeah but again and I don't, Bianca's not lying because you haven't, you, you haven't watched Schindler's List, have you? Mm-mm. See, Bianca hasn't watched Schindler's List. Oh, she hasn't seen Roots. And, uh. After watching La you, can't, you haven't seen. I need to read oh, Girl. I didn't, girl. Amistad actually was kind of trash. And, um, you hasn't, and she hasn't seen, uh, The Passion of Christ. That's not true. You had, you, oh, well, I thought your mom said that, that when you saw Passion of Christ, it was like too much for you. No, I don't know who that was. That was I. I watched the whole movie. I I know what happened in the Passion of the Christ. Every, like, every, I'm sure everybody knows. Like so, I know. Doesn't everybody know what happened in the Passion of the Christ? Spoiler I, alert: Jesus dies. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Spoiler alert. I watched that, but, but, I, like, I but was it? It the- wasn't too much for you. No. So you would watch it again. I wouldn't watch it again, but it was, I wasn't sitting there like some people in the movie theater were like hollering and weeping in tears. I was not that person. I wasn't crying a bit. I wasn't, I'm not going to lie. I was crying. It's not the violence that bothers me. Like, and I want to be very clear about that because violence is violence. It's not the violence that ever bothers me with all these acts. It's the fact that we are all human. You know what I mean? And like to judge somebody off of their race or you know their eye color or whatever physical or mental fact uh deformities or you know things they have or don't have that's not fair like yeah. all these things are out of your control you know what i mean like if you believe in god that's something that god put upon you you know like so to walk in a room and be like well she's got brown hair she's just you know a horrible person and deserves to be like you know harassed and treated badly and abused for the rest of her life I, that's what bothers me. It's the fact that people don't acknowledge that you're a human being. That That's the scary part. And like humans have taught humans how to be mean. No one else taught us how to do it. We taught each other. Yep. And that's what bothers me. Like when I watch them. So like, that's where my mind goes. It's not like the actions that were done. It's the, it's the fact that people act like these people aren't humans. Like the gas chambers, like you were testing on them as if they weren't going to suffocate when you took air away from them. As if, like, when you hold your breath, you're not gasping for air. You know what I mean? If someone was to come and choke you, that you don't need air to breathe. 
Like that's, it's disgust. I, I don't know. I'm just ranting here at this point, but it's disgusting. And that's what bothers me. So the, yeah, I choose not to read those because it just fucks with my mind in ways that I'm still not able to like handle. Like I can't watch a movie about blacks being mistreated and then go to work and have like a white person be like, hey girl, what's up? The fuck, do you see a girl here? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like my attitude is different. So yeah. <laughs> Well, I choose not to. Yeah. Well, before we leave, I want to say congratulations to um, somebody who wanted to get back to work during peak coronavirus. Uh, he did not care if you died. Um, congratulations to Elon Musk. Huh? Oh. He's on his way to being a trillionaire, the first trillionaire, you know, uh, because of SpaceX. And this is what kills me about this is about the whole SpaceX thing. Like people, it's I want to make sure everybody at his that works for Tesla is getting paid a decent livable wage. I'm talking about even the cleaning crew. I mean, everyone should be making bank. a decent livable wage because if you're on your way to becoming a trillionaire and you're over here worried about SpaceX because this is the thing about that gets me about you know these billionaires and all this stuff you go and you you know Mark Zuckerberg how they're treating people at Facebook you know um, Amazon I mean how many times have we heard about them pissing in a cup just to because you know they're scared to you know make a pit stop at the local Starbucks because oh we, we might get fired you know they, they time your pee breaks they time your you know breaks all these you know all these companies we hear from, and these people are the richest and all this stuff. And I'm just like, and Amazon, you can't even pay. These people are like, oh my God, I'm getting paid $15 an hour. You get paid $15 an hour and they got to work 10 hours straight right. you know, on their feet. You got attitudes with I them. I feel like since they're not really paying taxes, you should have no problem paying your employees good salary. Thank you. I mean, I'm just saying, like, make it make sense. But I'm just saying, if you're not paying regular taxes, how most Americans are. Thank you. And you have the most amount of money, then you should be paying your employees hella good salary. Because it ain't like you got to pay taxes on the shit. Just it, everything is literally just a gift <laughs> yep um and that's the like i said i want to talk to the person cleaning elon musk office at that big old facility in california i want to talk to that person i want to see how much they're making okay if they're making a livable wage and they're like oh my god i'm making good money yes he's taking care of us like all this stuff because I heard the late the lady who um what what company is that uh the lady who does the shapewear like Skim? you know not Kim that's Kim Kardashian but the lady who does the shapewear that you see her every you know that you see in all like she was really started the whole shapewear movement you know um you see you see the packages everywhere like every um the spandex spandex. I want to say maybe it was maybe a spandex, but uh, the lady who has that company, well, I, I, to me, it looked like it was an all female company that I had saw. Um, she had just reached a billion, the company, and oh, wow. she gave everybody two round trip first class tickets to anywhere in the world they wanted to go and gave them a 10,000 spending budget. 
Good for her. Because her company hit, you know, a billion dollars. And I'm thinking, now, I wonder what it, I wonder what kind of bonuses Elon Musk, um, Warren Buffett, you know, um, all these ones. You know, Bill Gates. Warren Buffett. In all fairness to him, he's very transparent about his... He owns uh, Geico, and I know people who worked for Geico, and... uh, I'm not saying he's a saint, but I'm saying of all the people, I'm not really worried about Warren Buffett. I am. I'm worried about them all. Yeah, I think they're all snakes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, to me, to be a billionaire, and let's just be honest, to be a billionaire, I've never known a pure billionaire. I've never I mean, known somebody who who made a billion dollars and they're just innocent and they just love people and they treat their you know people right because at some point you have to do a lot of sneaky, a lot of grimy, a lot of a lot of shady things to get to a billion dollars to get get their billion. To me, do you to me, I feel like no. To me, I don't feel like you have to, but I feel like in a mentality, I it's no way you're gonna tell me that Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, uh, especially Elon Musk. Uh, uh, especially Jeff Bezos, you're not gonna tell me any of them don't have some. They did some snaky stuff. I'm not saying they're crystal clean, but like I'm not saying they like. I think so I 100% good. think they're snakes. I mean, especially uh Bill Gates. Oh my gosh, what he did to Africa. Oh gosh. Well, everyone abuses Africa, but I mean, but he was. I mean, he shouldn't even be allowed in the ground of Africa. Like I, I don't know. I mean, I'm saying I don't think all of them are villains because we just talked. No, about I do. I 100 think they're villains. Well, the Elon Musk is a villain. Up. Elon Musk is a villain. Elon Musk is a villain. I mean, look what he in the peak of Corona. Jeff Bezos is a villain. It, no, no, just, no, we it just said that the woman did a good job. Uh, were we saying the woman who gave her her people the vacation? Yeah, I'm talking about the people I named. Oh, Jeff Bezos. Okay. Yes. All. Elon Musk, yes, he's an asshole. Jeff Bezos is a terrible human. Bill Gates has terrible humanness about him. Uh, who else? Uh, uh, Warren Buffett, of course he's done some snake shit. Of course he's done some snake shit. I mean, if you, to me, you, you, when you reached a billion dollars, I've never known. You know, look at Mark Zuckerberg. He's constantly in the news for doing some shady shit. He's just a shady person in general. I, mean, I think we've learned that about him. He literally. He has so many loopholes and he owns so much stuff that it's a never ending cycle for him. He's literally recycling money. If you see how he's doing it, like, oh, I bought this company and this company and I'm going to go say that this company right here needs this much and all this stuff. It's a never ending cycle from him. So, and, and that's a big snake. <laughs> like he can't stay out the news. <laughs> like he really can't. It's, it's. Like, like I don't know, but the news has loved him some PR person. The news has loved themselves some Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, he was a big Trumpy. He was just like, and he, you know what? Now he's a, now he's just getting exposed. You know, at least with Trump, he was trying to you know help hide you a little bit, but now it's just all being exposed. So yeah, I mean, what's that old school saying? What you do in the dark comes to the light. Yeah, I mean, at least Elon Musk was just honest about it. Get back to work. <laughs> You know, <laughs> at least Jeff Bezos. I mean, he had to get bullied basically into giving to, to providing his his staff with PPE during the middle of a pandemic. You can't give your warehouse mask, and you're and you're selling masks on Amazon. Mm-hmm. You're selling masks and gloves at a at a at a 
terrible rate. With that shouldn't even been allowed for Amazon to do. Price gouging is allowed on Amazon now. Like price gouging should not have been allowed on Amazon Amazon at one. It should have been like if we see you price gouging, your account is immediately suspended. Right. Period. Yeah. Done. Like, but my whole thing is you can't give your staff and you own Whole Foods. And people were like, you know, we had to come in here with our own mask. Sometimes we using a dirty mask. Like, uh, what's going on? But that's just me. But anyway, congratulations to the, um, you know, he wanted you back to work. He said, get back to work. The poor people got to die. You know, I, you know that's what that's what I love about when you hear oh, people about God. like Elon Musk. Your child was born during this pandemic. Were you actually, did you actually go into your office? Or were you working from home office? Jeff Bezos, was you actually in that office that you have outside of your home? Or were you uh, were you sacking groceries at Whole Foods? Did you ever go in there and say, let me, let me see how they doing it? Because you grew up poor, so you know how to sack groceries. <laughs> right? Because you grew up without a handout. But, you know. That's just I. I actually respect a asshole, a uh, billionaire. Like, look, Ooh. I don't care about your poor people. At least we know how they think. Am I lying? I'm not respecting that. No, That's... what I'm saying is, I at least respect you because I know how you are. You've already told me who, who, how are you gonna be? So don't go and hide like, and be that like. That part's true. Like I know now that you're just a genuine asshole. Yeah, like, it's yeah. like a racist. Okay. Like I respect okay. the outright racist. Look, I don't like black people. I hate you. I think you're a nigger. Don't come around my way. Then somebody who's like the lady in the park who's like, I voted for Hillary Clinton, but uh, I'm gonna use my whiteness and be like, this nigger is in the park harassing me and my dog. And we saw the video of literally her, you know, harassing him. I respect and that. The crazy thing is she still stood by the thing that she was being <laughs> harassed. You got to appreciate when they stick to the story after they move. That is Academy Award winning behavior right there. It really is. And then for her to not get any, that's another thing, you know, that we not getting held accountable. That's another one. She didn't even get well, no, she won. She lost her job. But she didn't get no, they dropped the charges. Yeah, they did drop the charge, but she did lose her dog too. And, you know, did she? I, or did they, they tell you she lost her dog? No, they, the little animal support, like people came and took her dog. Why can't they just take your dog? Now, that might be a little too much now. You just can't. Oh, so now we're dog. saying she needed her no, dog? Because I remember, because I remember when they took that homeless person's dog, and I'm just like, now nah, that was wrong. You remember that? It's like during the quarantine, like it was a big thing. But the homeless person wasn't a, like doing anything wrong. That woman was like choking the dog because she was like trying to drag him around and stuff, you know? Like, not saying she was doing it on purpose, but that's just what happened in the. Well, that dog, moment. I'm not going to even probably lie. That dog has probably had that happen to him. He looked very comfortable with that choke. Like, she, oh God, here she goes choking me again. Like, you know what? I'm not, did the dog, did the dog look uncomfortable? Look like, God, this owner right here just loves to choke me. Ugh. I, 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 well, I don't know. The dog, I, know very... I don't feel bad. They said she lost her dog. I did not feel bad. And everyone knows I am a dog and I am an animal lover. So I'm not saying I feel bad, but I'm just saying that we got to, when do, cause, cause when do we, cause somebody could say your dog needs to be taken away. And then somebody come and take Dino is like, now nah, I don't know about taking people's dogs away because people seriously, I still remember when they, they could, that. but I haven't done anything wrong yet. But what did the homeless man do? 
We're not. We were talking about the woman in the park. But I'm just saying. Let, we got to be careful with coming thinking we could come into people's home and start taking the animals and dogs away now. I mean, the homeless person didn't do it. And I don't think you should be taking homeless people's animals because, because they those take care are their, of their dogs friends. more than Bianca takes care of Dino. And if anybody knows, Bianca takes care of Dino. But them homeless people, because that's all they have. That's all they that's have. Said, those are literally like, they, they're, well, I mean, I'm not saying they're friends, but I, well, I'm they saying are. friends, but I'm saying like, if you're an animal lover, you know, like your dog is a part of your family. Like if something happens to your dog, you're upset. Like I will slap somebody over Dino. That is not a question about it. People have gotten cussed out fucking with Dino easily. So yeah. like, I don't but, think you should be taking homeless people's pets because they're homeless. You know what I mean? I've, like, never seen a, uh, I've never seen a homeless person dog that looked like it was homeless. That part. Because no, no <laughs> bullshit. They be having like some nice ass coats. Super shiny, well mannered. I'm talking about the oh, homeless person damn. dog. Have you ever seen a dog that look homeless? That would I, be a homeless person. The dog be looking like they'll give their dog on coat to the dog before they before they. You know what I'm saying? If it's cold yeah. outside, I'm like Jesus. Homeless people love their animals. So if you see a homeless person with an animal, you know what you can do? Go buy them some dog food. That would be nice. I mean, buy the human something too, but yeah. But I'm saying, you know, if you feel if you feel yeah, like oh oh, yeah. I feel so sad for the dog, we'll go buy them some dog food. Yeah, go buy them like. You know, I used to carry little packs of like dog food and um wow. gift cards for the homeless people. You you were giving that you was gonna give a regular homeless person a dog food? No, I gave them the gift cards so they get food, smart ass, and if they had an animal, so they could feed it. What's the problem? I didn't say nothing was the problem. But as you said, you you used to carry dog food. But I'm saying, like, you were talking about going to buy dog food. And I was like, I don't, like, I'm not saying give them a whole big pack. Like, I literally broke it up into Ziploc bags. And, like, I I was just talking about giving them a couple of cans. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, some of those refrigerated, some of those have to be, like, refrigerated. I just gave them dry dog food. Because they be on the, um, in the, um, in the, uh, store on on the shelf. Yeah, but they don't last, you know, they don't last long once you open them. So, like, obviously, they're going to eat them within the first, like, few days or, like, right then and there. But I don't, you know. Wait, one can is not, one can is not per meal? I don't give, when I buy those cans, I don't give Dino a whole can for a meal. But a regular dog. I'm talking about, because usually homeless people have big dogs. Well, that's what I'm saying. It could be. It very well could be. But I try to give them something that's going to last longer. You know, like uh, the dry food, you can make stretch and last longer. Okay. I, mean, I don't know the situation. I That's just, I try to do, you know. Yeah, but you try to, to be, you, you think that dry food lasts longer for dogs? Yeah. Okay. So if y'all listening out there, don't listen to me. I was going to say, get, get, buy them a couple of canned foods. But like Bianca said, buy them a, uh, the dry food. It can last longer. They can mix it with something because they might be able to find, look, somebody might, hey, my burger right here. I don't want no more of it. But the dog can eat the burger. Yeah, sure. And they can mix it with some uh, dry food. And like, you know, cut the meat up. So there you go. But y'all, I'm about to get out here. And all I'm going to say is Elon Musk. Uh, I know I said last week about that blank check. I know I don't like you that much. But you can still give me that blank check. Be be the change you want to be, Elon. And give me the... (laughs) I don't think he wants to see that change. He doesn't care. He's been very clear about what he wants. It's not- Be the change you want to be, uh, Elon, because you are worth $247.5, basically $248 billion. You you can can loan, not even loan, because I'm not going to pay you back. You can go ahead and just gift me a billion dollars. 
And on that note, y'all, we appreciate you for listening. If you're not caught up, what are you doing? We are back. We are excited. Y'all, somebody please send Kim this blank check. You know, just... And and while you're at it, since I'm doing the, you know, the announcing, go ahead and put a little extra, like, $2 in there. Mm, You don't want that. Uh, just $2. Like, a genuine just extra $2. Put it in there for me. Yeah, you know where to find us. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Real Times with the ZKB. If you want to keep emailing us, we are Real Times with the ZKB at gmail.com. Y'all, you know how it goes. Be safe. Wear your mask. It's wintertime. Don't go to work if you feel sick. Stay your ass at home. Pandemic is still real. Okay? Y'all, we'll see you back here next week. Peace. 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 You're supposed to be like in chicken grease afterwards. Like with all that peace in, you could have been like, and chicken grease. Oh, well, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all.